Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. The east and the west. Oh, good news, guys. The Panthers head coach, he met with the media again today. Got two bites of Frank Reich. I want to play with you guys or play for you guys, not with you guys. Phrasing. Um, The first one is he provided an injury update on J.C. Horn, Marquise Haynes and Xavier Woods. Making very good progress, you know, making very good progress. I don't want to put a timetable on them, but um, really encouraged with JC's progress and Xavier. I would say they're they're both ahead of schedule um, and encouraged by that. Marquise doing well. You know, it's probably going to be a, a, another minute. Talked about him this morning, and, you know, he's making good progress, um, but we're still going week to week on that. How much does the run defense miss? I guess even all three of these guys, because J.C. Horn likes to play in the run game. Xavier Woods, a good safety down in the box. And the Marquis Haynes, just another guy up front that can help you do something. I'm not sure how much it would help him, to be honest with you. Maybe J.C. on the outside being physical. That's been his M.O. In fact, that was one of the problems coming out of college is he got too handsy. And that was the Mm. problem holding guys. I know you're about to say it. I hate it (laughs) because I know I'm just going to take the punishment and then roll with it. But we do know that was the M.O. of J.C. Horn. He doesn't have any problem going in and making the tackle. And so maybe that would be something to help you on the outside. But at the end, I do think that the run defense is more so odd man front. Those those lines are always going to be more susceptible to allowing big-time gains. And especially when you go against Detroit, with that offensive line being the best in football, it's going to make for a bad day. David Montgomery picking up hard-earned yards, being a guy that has always been elusive, been one of the league leaders in tackles broken, I believe, in the first couple of years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All that just spells to be a bad rushing defense performance. Uh, Yeah, and I think, too, man, I mean, it depends. Lord knows the Steelers have had some ridiculous eye fronts over the years and, and different things of that nature. Casey think, Hayward is a beast. Yeah. yeah, but I think at this point, man, Cameron. anybody you can get to come back for you that was a starting-level player for this defense is going to help you, J.C. Horn. Like you said, very physical in the run game. We know the type of season Xavier Woods was having before he went down. So especially in the area that's been hurt the most by injuries, the secondary, yeah, they they can't have those guys come back any quicker. All right, moving on to the last soundbite from Frank Reich. Have y'all noticed that Bryce Young's been wearing a wristband to help with communications in the play calls? Um, You know what? I actually did. And I remember it being a big deal when he wasn't wearing them. It was almost like a floss saying, I don't need it. Like, I, I'm smart. I can go out there and I can call the plays by myself. I don't need a wristband. Well, I'm glad they got it on him because it, it's, you know what it is? It's when the server at a restaurant tries to show you how good they are at their job and oh, they yeah. don't write your order down. And they bleep it up. And you got a long order and you know, man, they're about to mess this up. They're not going to understand it. You don't earn any points not writing my order down. You don't. Just go ahead and get I'm I'm going to tip you more. If you bring out the notepad, you write my order down, you make sure everything is correct so we don't have the weird conversation after where, oh, I actually wanted this on the side, whatever, instead of trying to show off without it. That's what Bryce Young having the notepad on his wrist is. I'm actually pretty impressed when they don't have the notepad. I'm not going to lie. I sit there and I'm like, man, I'm no, like, man. are they going to get this? Because I can't think of a time where someone did that and then jacked up my order. But uh, for Bryce Young, like I said, yeah, we'll get into that conversation a little bit more this week, too, because 
There were reports that came out that they were simplifying the offense for him, and I think this is another way to be able to do that. We all know about the jargon of NFL plays, and they could be 12, 15 words. So I think anytime you can help your rookie out giving him some type of aid, it always helps. Here is Frank Reich discussing why they went to the move to have Bryce Young wear the wristband. Just to speed up the procedure, right? I mean, just if you say just pure math, you know, if you just do the pure math of it, it has to be faster. If I don't have to give the whole play call, if I can just say, hey, run number 37, um, you know, there, there's something to that. Now, you know, listen, I've called a lot of plays for a lot of quarterbacks that don't want to wear a wristband. I understand the other side of it. But the fact of the matter is these days in most offenses, if you want to move guys around in personnel and shift in motion, you can't do that without using language and words that get length that make the play call lengthy. So in those instances, you tend to use the wristband. But then what you do, just for the record, you know, because that tends to be sometimes passes. So you, you got to make sure that you have an equal number of runs on there so that the other team knows that when the quarterback's looking at the wristband, it's not just a run or it's not just a pass. You have to distribute those things out and make sure you self-scout all that stuff as well. I'm really glad that Frank Reich said you look at, you look at the math, it just makes a lot more sense to go with the wristband because it's easier to call plays. Speaking of math. Walker, you brought up your tipping habits, and we just got to ask, are you a 15, 18, or 20% guy going in? Very good tipper. I got a lot of respect for the industry. So 15, 18, or 20? Like, baseline, like, what's your starting point? I'm not going to. Because I'm a baseline, 18% is where I start, and then I fluctuate. At least 20. Really? Yeah, at least. Well, I'm the same way. At least. And, and, at and, least and I, I don't go below 20%. And the thing is, I do get frustrated with people that, again, it, it's a pet peeve of mine. Just go ahead and write it down. I don't think you earn any style points trying to remember it because it shows the due diligence. It, it shows you I'm willing to put in the extra work to write this down to make sure that I get stuff right rather than just say, hey, and then they sit in the booth they try to buddy up with you. What are you going to have there, big guy? It's like, <laughs> do you want me to tell you now? Oh, yeah, I'll remember it. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, nah, man, just write it down. It's okay. But baseline 20% because I got a lot of respect Do you for the ask game. them to do that if they don't? Will you say, hey, I, no. I'd be more comfortable if you wrote this down? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that guy. No, I, I do want you to have the notepad, but I'm also not going to tell you how to do your job because I'm no David Tepper. <laughs> speaking, of David, speaking of David Tepper, I thought it would be fun just to bring back that that quote we referenced him yesterday of him speaking off mic about Bryce Young back in April about <laughs> why they don't need to put great guys around him because he's a football player yeah. that is a point guard. You know, the way he throws the ball, the way he's a point guard, how you can use the different players in the field, how you might not have to have as many elite receivers because he's a point guard, right? So he, he distributes the ball to people with routes. So you can save some money there. You know, we believe we can save money other place be, places because of him and, and put that money into the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> it's how the offseason played out. <laughs> he told you in that quote, he told you what we're going to do. <sighs> I just don't know what any of that, I don't know how any of that makes sense. <laughs> I, I always, and I talked about this during the offseason too, I always got frustrated with the point guard comparison. Like everybody tried to make Bryce Young be Steph Curry. Like, yeah, is it? Are you just doing the whole small thing? Is that what it is? I, 
Pat Mahomes, many Pat Mahomes, even people were trying to talk about with him. I always like the Joe Burrow comparison a little bit more so. But when we're trying to do the whole point guard stuff, now yeah, we don't have to give them weapons to be successful. L- let's just let's just hope that they learn from that. My favorite part about all of that soundbite, though, it's what I talked about yesterday. The fact that he was so drawn to tell people about this fascinating concept. It's like he's off to the side. He's drawn. He's like floating to the media. (laughs) Did you guys know about this point guard? Did you guys know that we don't need to invest in wide receivers? He's off to the side, not at the podium, because he wants to let you know what he found out so badly. It's like, yeah, he can do this. He even does the motions. The whole clip is hilarious to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I mean, just in retrospect now with the way that this team is looking, the offense is looking, it definitely has not aged well. What's up, Fiddy? I was not prepared for the... (laughs) He's a point guard. (laughs) We don't have to spend money. But now you do. (laughs) Now you do. Now you do. Also, man, hearing David Tepper talk... My my Tepper impression, way off. Someone should have told me a long time ago. Fiddy, God bless you. <laughs> we tried. I almost like the bad impression, though, and I think the listeners do, too. So it's okay, but, yeah, it's not good. And that that's all right, though, because once you figure out something and you just continue to roll with it, that becomes your stick, and that's fine with me. Last piece of sound I want to play for you guys. Um, Wes, I know you're fully in, you know, enthralled with hockey. I know the Canes getting away tonight. There's a big, there's a big playoff game tonight in Philadelphia. Game three, Braves and Phillies. And a bald man that I envy, Brian Snitker, if my head looks half as good as him when I go bald, I'll feel pretty happy about the way uh, my baldness shapes up. He previewed the pitching matchup for tonight's uh, pivotal game three. You know, there's a lot of things. It's like I said, if we want to do an opener, who are we going to follow up with if we decide to do that? If we want to just uh, go the traditional route or, you know, there's just a lot of different scenarios that we're looking at. Like I say, I think we're leaning one way, but we're just going to try and finalize it here probably in the next hour. I mean, that's a really strong pitching staff all the way. You know, they got good starters. They got a deep bullpen. I know he was really good the last time he pitched against us. I mean, he's one, again, one of the top pitchers in, in baseball. I mean, how he just, uh, a assortment that he has, how he can extend games. You know, we've had a few guys that have done okay off of him. He's done okay off us, too. So, I mean, he's a, he's a tough ride because he's got so many weapons and, and he throws strikes and got to get in there and fight like we did last night. I mean, it's, you know what, you got 27 outs to, to make something happen. Bryce Sutter is going to get the ball for the Braves. Aaron Nola is the guy he was talking about getting the ball for the Phillies. Walker, as a former lover of baseball... <laughs> How much does it bother you that analytics have gotten so involved that in pivotal game threes, 1-1 series, where we know whoever wins this game most likely advances to the the NLCS, an opener is under consideration. Analytics cost the Blue Jays in game two when they lost in the wild card round to the Minnesota Twins. I think this is something that moving forward, baseball – has to get back under control. Quit letting analytic nerds determine game plans for things that happen on an actual playing field. Well, this is the problem, right? With advanced stats and trying to apply that to baseball, it is such a different game once you get to the postseason because what analytics do is they help you over a large sample size over the regular season where if you continue to make this decision based off of the numbers, then out of 100 times, you're going to be successful 58. 
But when you have a one-off and the small sample size is a four-game series or even a one-game decision that you have where you're starting with relievers, they pitch an inning, and then you bring somebody else in for an inning, and then it doesn't matter if a pitcher is dominant for six innings. Once you get through the third time around the lineup, you're going to pull them because stats say that batter now is going to get a hit in their third at-bat against you. It's just these coaches trying to figure out an advantage, and I get why they're doing it. I don't know how you fix it. Because then what are you trying to do? Tell, I guess, are you going to say a pitcher has to appear in more than what? Three innings at the start of like I, they already have some of that in play when you do bring in some relievers. Here's the problem with the numbers. The numbers are over 162 game sample size are not broken down into a best of three, yes. best of five, best of seven. Exactly right. And also the numbers can't quantify like gut. Like, like there's some guys that in those moments, they're going to get the outs, but the numbers can't tell you what you're going to do and I, I i feel bad for these managers because a lot of teams like they need the numbers to get them to the playoffs well remember the what was it the blake snell controversy yeah, with the Cash rays come out in game six mm-hmm. like it, it's and here's the problem do analytics people get fired no no they they're they're the yankees are going to audit their analytics department they might do things differently but like those guys don't get fired the manager gets fired because of what some math equation told him to do well, I know that, uh, like you said, Fiddy, this is a huge game. I'm definitely going to be checking in on this tonight often, oh, all right? Man, if love, not, I watching the whole game, West. okay? So, yeah, I'm going to be up in there seeing what's going on. Get a full breakdown from Baseball That's West. That's right. I'll we're, take notes tonight and all that. Like, it's a class, and I have to do a presentation. We're going we're gonna to get the photo, like, at 908 of him asleep. Right. There's going to be another TV having something else on it. And it's going to sneak in the pictures. I see I'm watching baseball, but it's like some superhero movie on the other TV. And he's not paying attention to the baseball game whatsoever.